0: For the newly indoctrinated, Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files follows the story of a professional wizard in Chicago. We've started our podcast as a way to help break down the series' most important moments, characters, and lore. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it, at your own risk.
1: Welcome to the McAnally's podcast brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode 8.10 of Fool's Gambit, where we are covering the novel Grave Peril. My name is Tansin and I'm joined by Maggie. Hello, hello. And Jess. Hi. Chapter 20. Dresden makes his way to Michael's house. He warns Michael of the nightmare's quest for revenge. They find that Charity has left the house and the two go off to look for her. Dresden finds out from the cashier that Charity has already left with the nightmare.
0: So now that he's got Murphy squared away, and he does make another last-ditch attempt to try and call over to Michael's place, but has no success, so he hightails it over there. And, of course, we find that Michael lives in, like, a little, like, gingerbread storybook Norman Rockwell painting house. Right, with the white picket (laughs) (laughs) fence. Literally, right? He's like, I wouldn't have thought you could find, like, a nice, quiet piece of suburbia in the middle of Chicago, but even though Michael does apparently live in the middle of Chicago... Yes, he has a lovely, and I mean, he is a carpenter, so I'll give him that too, that, you know, and obviously Michael is family man, and like, so he's obviously put a lot of his own work and effort and love into making this home. But yeah, it's like, it's got fancy trim, and like, literally a little white picket fence, and a yard, (laughs) and the whole, um, so yeah. It's sickeningly sweet, really. A little sickeningly sweet, but like, hey, get on ya, we should all be so lucky to, you know, grow up in the... Dream. So Harry arrives at Michael's house to warn him about the nightmare. Um, so, yeah, shows up there, and it, it, it's it's funny exchange, but it's um, um, sort of so he does the whole thing, like, give him the explanation, right? He's like, oh no, the nightmare's out there. He's coming to take revenge on all of us. You guys aren't safe. And then Michael's like, so how do I know that you're not just him? (laughs) I like that moment. And it is. It's a good moment. And I'm like, on the one hand, it is fair. You can sort of sell the point to make it, you know, the the double-double cross or whatever. But at the same time, I'm like, there's a little bit of me. I'm like, but again, Michael doesn't know this, you know, like, unless... You know, unless, yeah, if the the thing had headed there next after encountering Harry and Murphy, maybe he's like, again, if Harry's phone call had gotten through and then the nightmare had shown up at his house, maybe this is way it would have worked better. But I'm like, but Michael doesn't know what's going on, so you don't need to tell him that the thing looks like, you know, it's the same thing as like, why if you can just walk through walls, why didn't you just pop up into Murphy's office? And you know what I mean? Like, why did you need to go through the door and sign in? And, you know, and it's like, I get it. It's a cute moment and it does work. And then, of course, Harry being like, oh, well, yeah, I guess you shouldn't let me in. He's like, oh, okay, obviously you're Harry because you're not. But, you know, at the same time, it's almost a little bit like, but you didn't need to do that. Because Michael I know, maybe doesn't doesn't the nightmare know.
1: was there. Well, and
0: that's what I was saying. I was like, maybe, you know, if he had had it there right after dealing with Murphy, maybe he's like, he warned him, so I'll pretend like I'm... But yeah, it was just one of those things where I'm like, this seems a little... What? Wait. <laughs> like, it's kind of a poor way of, if you were the nightmare, of being like, I'm a bad guy, don't let me in. Oh, that's okay. I'm, you must be the good guy. I'll let you in. <laughs> you know? Like, it was like, wait, what?
1: Well, I thought it was the charity comment that...
0: Well, it is, and that's why he's like, oh, he's like, you must be the real Harry or whatever. But it was just one of those things It was just like the fact that, you know, that Harry gives him this big explanation, and then Michael's like, well, how do I know that's not you? And it's like, would, would the bad guy have shown up and said, like, I might be the bad guy? Like, duh, no. <laughs> Anyways, regardless of that, it is a very cute exchange, and exactly, it's, yeah, his whole is like, eh, Charity just kicked my ass for showing up here in the middle of the night. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, come on. <laughs> Which, again, Michael doesn't really check the ID all that well either, <laughs> so. Um... Yeah, so he goes, so yeah, he gives them the whole speech, he's like, wake everybody up! And this is this goes back to my point a little bit before, because then Michael's like, well, you just said this thing was in a solid body and running around Chicago, so it can't be in the never-never sneaking into people's dreams, and he's like, oh, I guess, but I was like, but again, this is what we were going back to before that, it was apparently in a solid body while it hung around outside Mickey Malone's, and killed things, and ripped up the church, because apparently it had to have some kind of physical form in order to affect physical objects in our reality but then as soon as you know malone went to sleep and it was waiting for lydia then it popped back into the never never and jumped into his dreams so i'm like i don't know that your your logic is flawless here michael (laughs) Mm, like it's maybe more solid because i mean like to me most of it is that it's like it, it, it has a better ability to look like Harry and know some of the things Harry would know, and then obviously, you know, can use Harry's magic and stuff like that, but beyond that, I'm like, it seemed like it was being physical enough, because all that's why they're, like, so freaked out about this ghost is it's going all over town, not just sticking to, like, one place and doing all kinds of physical damage. So the fact that it's in a body now, I'm like, I don't know that that really holds well. Like, I could see Michael maybe coming up with that, but you'd think Harry would be like, well, that's not fucking how this thing is working, because it's been... Not behaving like a ghost the entire book. (laughs) It it keeps changing the rules. It keeps changing the rules, which is why he's been running around behind this thing trying to figure it the fuck out, anyways. Because it's like, well, demons can't do that, but ghosts can't do this, and so, anyways, again, it's kind of like the I don't know. But regardless, I mean, Harry does kind of try and 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 um, argue that a little bit, anyways. And Michael's just like, "Okay, chill out. I'm going to go, you know, put the little one back to bed." And da 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 da. So yeah, so Harry's like fine, sits down and then yeah, finds the note. So obviously Michael had dozed off, you know, with the baby and she left him a note, but mm-hmm. hasn't noticed it yet with Harry coming. So now Michael is a little bit freaked out because he's like, Cherry's not here, and he's like, wait, there's a note. Yeah. So It's uh, this, okay, it's okay. This, yeah, yeah, it's like you can just you can just like I love Butcher does a good job of painting world pictures, you know? Like I always like, but you can just see like Michael's showing up at the top of the stairs and being like Charity's gone and Harry's like already gotten up at the bottom of the stairs and like, wait, she left a note and they're like, Okay. But yeah, Michael's like, all right, let's go. And Harry's like, ah, your house full of kids. And I just, I love this is another one where it's like, again, I can just um, envision this so well of Michael just still looking at Harry and giving him that look, and then, like, just reaching out and opening the door, and there's, like, Fort Hill. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great moment. <laughs> it's a fantastic moment. And my only thing is, again, Marsters, I love you, but, again, this was not a, a well-rehearsed section, because when you listen to this, so, obviously, so he shows up, um... um and, yeah, he's like, Ford Hill was like, oh, I was just driving, like, Mrs. Amish home and ran out of gas, and, oh, uh, like, need you a need a babysitter, babysitter <laughs> again, don't you? <laughs> but the way that Marsters reads it is he was like, um, he's like, you need a babysitter again, don't you? And I was like, no, that's not how he was. He did, he's like, he's like, hi, I'm here for, oh. Oh. You need a sitter, don't you? <laughs> like, it's not an accident. I ran out of gas driving, you know? And it was just one of those things where I'm like, it just takes it a little bit away. I'm like, hopefully, again, those people listening will be able to make that switch in their heads, too. But it's like, oh, Marsh did she put the wrong inflection on it there? Sorry, buddy. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I noticed there was a couple, unfortunately, little bits in this where he sort of did that same thing, like, ask the question the wrong way, put the wrong inflection or something. I'm like, that's You just started this podcast because you wanted to dunk on James Marsters, really? Because I love James Marsters in a lot of ways. I love Spike, and I think that's why you did this. No, I. He's bad at reading, and I want the world to know. Only for the first couple. It does get much, much better. I don't know if part of that is when they switch company. I mean, obviously, part of it has to be Marsters himself, because he's the one doing it and how much prep. But I know it started off with, like, Buzzy Multimedia, and I don't want to dunk on them too much, because I know I was listening. Somebody does dunk, like, a whole lot on them, and was like, they suck. They were horrible. And I'm like, it does get better once they switch, but at the same time, I'm like, hey, they were already the first ones that reached out and offered, like, an audiobook deal, too. So thank you very much, Buzzy, for (laughs) (laughs) opening that together. But... Yeah, between Marsters, the production company, whoever's responsible. I love the audiobooks, and he will always be Harry's voice and everything like that. I thoroughly enjoy the fact that he is reading all of them. But anyways, but yeah, Harry's just like, fuck you, it's like handy fringe benefit. <laughs> yeah, Michael really has the hand of God like, right behind oh, him. Like, I'm like, here you go, here you go. Right, right, uh, just, it'll work out. So, yeah, so off they go, and Michael's like, okay, uh, makes sense that, you know, this is the closest grocery to us open. This is where she would have gone. And, man, what a snotty fucking little cashier. Right? You just (laughs) want to reach into the book and smack her. I know. I was like, apparently I played it wrong the whole way. Because anytime somebody comes into my place of business and they're like, hey, I'm trying to find this address. I'm like, oh, it's around the corner, or I've never heard of it. Here, let's Google it apparently i should be fucking like extorting people for money left right and center (laughs) oh you want to know how to get to coco brooks all right what's in it for me five bucks Mm. it's at least seven for their banana bread so (laughs) like i don't know but yeah she's totally i think this was i think this was the other part where it was a little bit where um um you know and again this is just this whole gag going on did you see me come in here (laughs) But yeah, but she's like, uh, what's in it for me or whatever, right? So Michael's like, ready to just fucking, yeah, he's not like, impressed. don't mess with Michael and his family. Like, he's like, instantly, he's like, I'm gonna find, he's like, ooh, ooh, my, he's like, fine, you detect, I'm gonna go. So he goes off to, and right, so Harry does the whole, like, yeah, he just starts his bellowing through 15 but be- well, yeah, he just <laughs> Charity, what well, can you just imagine, too, like, this fucking, like, long sword. like oh man you get all kinds of crazies um but yeah but she's like she's like uh what's in it for me or whatever and then he's like he's like whatever gives her like 15 bucks or something she's like what she went down to like the freezer section he's like and then what and and this is she's like what like your brother or something like running around your with your girl well <laughs> like, he calls it his evil twin, but she's like what is it's like your brother or something like am i gonna see this on like Larry Fowler tomorrow like the Jerry Springer show basically you know and she's like <laughs> and he's like just what <laughs> and then she's like yeah then he kind of starts to get a little bit scary so she kind of stops being such a dick and trying to get and she's like fine they went um so he does so he does call for Michael at least it's not the entire just like take off you know at least he does he's like Michael and but you know goes and just catches like a glimpse of them down the street Right and it's not looking good because apparently charity's being dragged along by her hair <laughs> So I mean she's yeah. still mo like she's still walking but it's not like So, um... It doesn't look good, no. It's obviously not just a friendly, you know, buddy, right? Because the girl was all like, whatever. It just looked like she was getting a ride. Like, she wasn't, like, freaking out or anything. And now, obviously, it has devolved beyond that. Because this is not just a friendly... Which I can only imagine, like, poor... Well, poor Dresden, because he's the one that reads them. But, you know, like, she's already gonna be pissed off, because they already said, like, she looked annoyed to see him, like, the cashier, right? It's like, oh, she looked annoyed when you showed up. She went with you, kind of a thing. And it's like, again, right? So she's out in the middle of the night, because fucking pregnant cravings and she wants like fucking pizza and whatever and then fucking Dresden shows up out of nowhere again and like Drake's, and the next thing she knows he's like roughing her up and like kidnapping her and she's gonna be like, I fucking told Michael, I fucking (laughs) told him not to hang around with this guy, like fucking Dresden um so yeah so he keeps kind of trying to call um you know for michael and that's it and he's like crap he's like this sucks he's like they're heading off to like a freaking cemetery so that's kind of like scary enough on its own who's this- built a grocery store next to a cemetery though he did say it was down he said it was like a long sprint down so it's still not- though like Keep, a, you, grocery fa- store has a giant parking lot cemetery has a lot of land like i'm assuming they're still right next to each other are you saying the grocery store, like, usurp some graves to get good parking? Or the other way around It's like, we can't bury as many people here Neither. I'm lot. saying, like, a quick sprint down doesn't say they're not next to each other, though, once you get to the end of the parking lot in the beginning of the oh, cemetery. Yeah. like Okay, well, here's a fun fact for you. Your grandpa is buried, like, at the corner. There's a freaking like, Petro yeah, station. I've been there. And- okay, well, how is that any different? There's a g- gas station convenience store right next to his grave. It's just like the way cities are laid out. Like you don't put grocery stores next to cemeteries. So here's I a fact: Heller
1: did that too. Like the, the the one cemetery that they have there, they put a Walmart next to it. It was like classy guys, super classy.
0: That's <laughs> where all those poor Walmart people sort of <laughs> feel dead on the inside. <laughs> like wow, just drive it home a little more. <laughs> It's no longer metaphorically soul sucking, it's literal. (laughs) But okay, so this summer when I was doing the road work all over and like all these tiny little towns, and just before we got to them, we'd always pass like the cemetery. I hate you. and everybody yeah, was always like, like another job well oh, it's so funny though because like all my co would always be like how come everywhere we go there's like a cemetery right outside of town and i'm like well okay because they have to bury people somewhere <laughs> like you know <laughs> but all those all that cemetery that's now next to a grocery store was probably some little cemetery like on the outskirts of town before the town fucking grew and swallowed it up and they had to build like 17 more Still, though, they always started as like a little bit away from where the populace was, but then the city's growing, 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 grow. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I get what you're saying, but at the same time, I'm like, it's, I don't know, it's the same as. Okay, yeah. So apparently, there's a cemetery next to a grocery store. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, he kind of doesn't want. He kind of it, it's that whole con between. He's like, he doesn't want to lose sight of them and have whatever happened to Charity, but he kind of doesn't want to go on his own. Michael hasn't come out yet. He's like, What do I do? (laughs) Fog. You know, he's like, Yeah.
1: He figures out the van was sabotaged, which was like, That's very thoughtful of
0: the nightmare. The nightmare. Yeah, planning ahead and stuff like that. And again,
1: premeditated.
0: Right? Is this on his, like, again, like, how? I mean, unless he came out just as, like, charity was leaving or something like that, because it's. Obviously not that far away. It's something of a neighborhood store because Michael's like, this is the closest one to us that's open or whatever, right? So it's like, how would it have tracked her down there otherwise or whatever, right? So did like the nightmares show up just as like Charity was leaving or something and then he had to like, oogity boogity like... I don't know, mystical fly down after her. Something out of, like, a, a sitcom or something where he, like, jumped on the back of the minivan and was, like, hanging on, and she drove down to the <laughs> store. Like, I don't know how otherwise this guy would randomly find her at the grocery store in the middle of the night. Like, it makes sense finding out where they live and showing up at their house. But, yeah. whatever. But, yeah, so then she goes in, and he decides to just, yeah, vandalize the car so she can't leave. Like, But, yeah, I like, is that the is that the... Demon knowledge in general, and like you know how to come into this world and create havoc, so why not? Or is this like again more of like your Harry? Well, he was destroying cars knowledge. at the church, true, mm. but he was like picking them up and like flipping them. He didn't just like pop the hood and pull some wires, so I guess <laughs> like maybe there's some
1: serious power behind the nightmare.
0: He's, yeah, it's sort of funny because we don't think we're just like oh, nightmare, nightmare, but it's like, yeah, actually, like when you stop and think about it and like what Harry's going through, it's like no wonder he's so fucking freaked. Like he's like, yeah, a lot of times it's like it's hard enough for them to like move a penny. And oh, yeah, this guy gets like around. Flipping cars. He's <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like, in like, you know, what, one day now, he's got Malone and Murphy and Charity and Harry. Like, he's, he's making well, some good time. Yeah, 24 to 48 hours or whatever we're dealing with here. Yeah, actually. When the fuck does this guy have time to sleep and recharge? It's like, I see, bo- Victor sells. This is what happens when you're not reliant on the weather. <laughs> yeah, right. It's so much more done. <laughs> Waiting for a goddamn storm every day of the week, like, fall. Right. Gotta kill this guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can talk about really cursing out the weather, man. Like, You Let know, it. normally we're like, oh, weather's only semi-accurate. You're like, fuck, no. It's like he's literally gonna show up and kill me before I kill him there should have been a scene where like Harry like when he was first like checking out the lake house yep. uh, and it was just like Victor Sells doing like a rain dance and he's like what the fuck is this <laughs> <then> he leaves <laughs> with some weirdo dance and then he's like later on he's like oh, he was doing a rain dance got I could have shut him down right then <laughs> <laughs> missed opportunities damn it
1: <laughs> yeah
0: so, uh, yeah. Harry's like, all right, guess I better go get her. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking takes off in the dark, in the rain, to go hanging out in the cemetery. I know I just kidnapped you, Charity, but guess I'll save you now. Really inconvenient <laughs> for me, though. Let's get out want here. i go. I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Thank you to our Patreon subscribers for your generous support. It's people like you who help us to do what we do. If you're not yet a Patreon subscriber, sign up today and get a fuck ton of bonus content, kick-ass merch, behind-the-scenes outtakes, and more. Sign up today at www.patreon.com slash freeflowrambling. Chapter
1: 21. Dresden makes his way into the cemetery and finds Charity in the Nightmare. Harry fights with the Nightmare, only to be badly injured. Leah appears and makes another bargain with Dresden that helps him heal enough to dispatch the Nightmare. She calls in the favor immediately, and in a foolish move, Dresden misuses Amaracius, allowing Leah to abscond with it.
0: So again, another cute start off. He's like, I've done smarter things in my life. Like once I threw myself out of a moving car to have like in order to take on a truckload of lycanthropes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So yeah so it's just fucking like pouring all of a sudden I love how when him and Michael are leaving too, because he's like Michael's coat gets like drenched walking into the grocery store he's just got on like a denim jacket or whatever and Harry's like fuck this is ruining my leather coat he's like actually the old canvas one would have been better tonight <laughs> like, just, it's like oh not the coat not the coat <laughs> uh, But it's yeah. such a nice coat it's, oh, mm-hmm. gorgeous coat so um yeah So he goes off, and he's following the fence. And we get, again, this will come up once in a while. Desmond mentions it sometimes, you know, that there's always a wall around a cemetery. Hmm. Whether it's a big brick wall, or a wooden fence, or just, like, a chain, or, you know. And I've seen some that aren't much more than, like, the rope and and, um, post kind of you know um but yeah it's not so much you know the walls in your house are there to keep things out the walls in cemeteries are there to keep, keep things, things in.
1: in yeah
0: so yeah We're
1: a little lore there a little more yeah.
0: lore psychological sort of that yeah we don't know why but we always put up a gate around our fence around the cemetery see i like that moment that was like really cool to right like, so, Yeah, one of i thought nice about that it was like yeah every like, cemetery
1: like, seen, I I think, has, has around something, it.
0: something right exactly yeah so um um, so, yeah, so he's following the wall until he gets um, to a spot that apparently, in this brick wall, which is apparently a brick wall of, like, seven feet high or something, I think he hmm. says he's going along. And then there's, like, a big chunk ripped out. Right. He's like, oh, I guess this is where we're going in. <laughs> uh-huh. And, oh, my gosh, this thing I'm following can rip a hole in a brick wall. <laughs> right. Uh, great. I so love he- that
1: little... "Quote here: A dull, restless energy passed against me, like when weariness and caffeine mix around three thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, I've been there. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> Apparently, Jessica was still there at eight o'clock this morning.
1: <laughs> what up? <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, but yeah, so he's feeling a bit more freaked out than he might otherwise, and he's like." You know, all the little tiny, barely there shades that normally, you know, he'd barely register or might be a little bit of like a shiver or something like that. He's like, now he can feel, he like likens it to like pushing through like a crowded marketplace or something, you know, where he like, can feel the presence of all these like ghosts and shades and stuff hanging around because of that thinning barrier. And apparently it's a little disconcerting. Right. He's it's just plain old afraid. Kind of. Yeah. It's yeah. just, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, it made my
1: knees shake, my belly quiver both from the wounds that had been inflicted on me by the nightmare and from simple primitive fear of darkness the rain and the place of the dead yeah mm.
0: so yeah he starts to feel all that and Graceland again most of you probably know is a very real cemetery it is a very famous cemetery it is one I would love someday to go to Chicago and and do like a tour of Graceland Cemetery because mm. it's one of those all kinds of lore and crazy things, and, um, but yeah, real place. I didn't realize It really exists. They, They do do, or have done in the past, tours and things of, but yeah, it's huge. And mostly, nowadays, it sounds like you have to be sort of, like, pretty rich and or famous kind of a thing to get yourself a plot there. I don't know how many just random Joe blows can still have a, because... It's kind of yeah. I mean, it's called Graceland. I think it's kind of a little bit, almost like the other Graceland, just (laughs) for graves and stuff. Also, at this point, it's probably pretty full. Well, yeah, that's yeah. I mean, it is in the middle of the city and stuff like that too, right? So that's yeah. Yeah, I think that's branching out. I think that's kind yeah, kind of what I mean is that because prime real estate there now. Like yeah. Anyways, regardless, you can all look up Graceland Cemetery in Chicago. I'm sure though, like the first couple hundred plots you could probably rebury there <laughs> <laughs> well eventually i'm sure they start returning over i don't know how how
1: how often they recycle
0: their spots yeah i know i feel like morally we, it's never but like realistically it's only like well like a couple years oh <laughs> uh, I, th- I don't think it'd be as little as a couple years well, You'd have I to have. We, they'd have to maybe 100 yeah. a hundred
1: years for because then everyone else because were, is when does dead. The,
0: when does the copyright <laughs> on a body expire? <laughs> okay, well, for example, my dad has been dead for like twenty years. I can still go to his grave site and still visit his grave marker. If no, there was I'm like not seventeen saying, like, other people buried no, there, no, there no, wouldn't no be room for I'm all those. not talking about that. I want to know, like, just, like, how long it takes to decompose. Not morally, like, when we should be doing it, but just, like, oh, I see. Yeah, I think it still takes more than a couple of years. You've watched Bones. They dig up bodies and depends how much we embalm Mm -hmm. them and all that kind of stuff, too. But, yeah, I think it takes a few years for a body to completely break down, especially given that we put them in boxes and treat them with fluids and chemicals and things like that. Um, on its own. You think this would be a more goddamn easy question, but the fucking internet does not want to tell me. If you watch hey, like all the to know. true crime shows and listen to podcasts and things like that, you know they'll be like, "Well, this body was out in the woods for like a few days, or a few weeks, or a few months." Hmm. It all depends on exposure. Yeah, for a
1: little bit, Dresden ponders waiting for Michael, but he only
0: but he hears Charity screaming. Yeah,
1: does does enter the cemetery?
0: Yeah, because he says so. Yeah, he does call out for her, and he does get a response. That's cut off pretty quick, but at least it gives him a direction to head towards. Do we find out how long a body takes? At a hundred years, the only thing that's left is teeth. There you go. Really, teeth? Although I feel like in this day and age, we're all breaking them down so fast. Anyways, our teeth. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about what you're eating, but. (laughs) Um. Maybe because they've got, like, the enamel and stuff that your bones don't, so even though it's, like, they're made up of the same stuff of bones, it's that
1: enamel There's coating. Visions is opening ma- up, you know. Yeah, pretty much. So that just ruins See? all of my, the like, Indiana Jones sort of...
0: Well, again, depends how well those things are, are sealed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, mummies were mummified, so you got more. Um, but, yeah, stuff that's, like, left out and broken down and... Um, fuck, what was that? It's like all those, yeah, pirate movies and shit like that, right? And all this, you know, you open up and there's, like, all this gold and and chains and just, like, a few random teeth. <laughs> like seems to me that's like a pretty... <laughs> and they were golden teeth at that. A lot of times, well, even more reason for those ones to be left around, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he hears Charity calling out, so he heads in that direction. He's, like, really wishes he had, like, his dead man's talisman and stuff back that he gave to Lydia to help protect all against, like, all these demons and spooks and... And stuff like that, um, and finally um, manages to. So yeah, he uses his his little amulet, the one from Mom again, gives himself like a little bit of light to navigate through here. <laughs> so he's wandering through, looking for charity. He mentions here he's like he takes so he takes out his, his his pentacle and holds it up um, for some light, and he's like held it aloft like Diogenes' lamp. Um, so this was another guy from like three, four hundred something BC that apparently was, like, a student of a student of, like, Socrates. Yeah. It's like Yeah, did you look him I'm up? I'm looking
1: for a real man. Uh, what was an it? honest. An, an honest
0: man. Yes, hmm. would carry a lantern around in the daytime and that, and supposedly, yeah, the translation is looking for an honest yes. man. So...
1: Sensationalism. He
0: sounds kind of like an okay guy, but he also sounds kind of like a guy where I'm like, mm, no, I again, ideally, I get where you're going, but... I don't think it really works out. So yeah, his whole thing was he sort of embraced poverty and apparently he lived in like a giant like rain barrel or urn or something like that in the marketplace. Um, but you know, with like bag and stuff like that. And yeah, was like this philosopher and things like that. And he's basically like, man doesn't need any like possessions and things like that, which is why, you know. Um, but he's also was like, like did not think well of like social conventions and manners. He's like, it's all just a lie. Like you should just be truthful. And I'm like, on the one... Like, again, ideally, that would be great. But I just tend to think more of people like my ex-husband, where he's like, well, I'm just honest. I'm like, no, you're just an asshole. (laughs) Like, there's a difference between... You know, <laughs> I'm like, you You can't use that as an excuse to get away with saying whatever you want, whenever you want. Well, I'm just being truthful. It's like, no, you're just being fucking harsh and mean. <laughs> and, you know, so I'm like, I kind of can't help feeling that. Sorry, Diogenes. I'm like, I'm sure that's not entirely what you meant. But when you're just like, eh, lies are just or manners are just a lie and like social convention which was this whole thing about looking for and you know holding a light up to people's faces they had to see who they really were and I'm just like I, I like social conventions I like manners <laughs> I'm like I'm grateful that you know when I go to the grocery store and if I say thank you very much to my cashier my cashier says you're very welcome as opposed to little miss fucking what's in it for me, you know, or like, you know, I'm like, no, I like that we have, this is just the way, it doesn't matter if you mean it, just say, I'm well, thank you, how are you, have a nice day, (laughs) but yeah, more Greek philosopher folks, um, so yeah, so he gets there, and she's laying on, like, a big stone slab, and, and, um, the nightmare, Dresden, is, like, standing over her, um, I don't think he has, he doesn't have any weapons or anything like that, right? He's just, he's got, like, a hand, like, on her forehead holding her down, and then he's holding, like, another hand, like, over her pregnant belly. Mm -hmm. Um, so he comes in and is like, hey, asshole, basically. Well, I guess, actually, the nightmare addresses him first. It's like, wizard, demon. (laughs) Um, but, uh... And yeah, then yeah, it's kind of this interesting exchange here where the demon is like, "Oh, it's not what I am. I wasn't sure, you know." And it's like, "Okay." Um, and then um they go and you know, they start to sling and I I you're like what Charity, you're like, yeah, this is why you're Michael's wife. <laughs> it's like she's fucking like, as soon as he's distracted, she fucking takes a shot at him. She doesn't just, you know, she's not just the helpless damsel in distress, like waiting to be rescued or whatever. <laughs> and they've already said, like, at other time, like I think when she came to, you know, charity's around six feet tall or whatever, like she's not that tiny. I mean, like, of course Murphy's pretty capable herself, and Murphy is like a tiny five foot but. Pregnant or not, laying out on this, like, stone slab, beer grave mausoleum thing, you know, she just fucking, like, turns around on this thing and just fucking plants her feet and boots him and does, like, yeah. knock him back a few feet he's in the you know? So it was like, yes! Well,
1: I thought that was, like, when uh, the Nightmare attempts to send a fire spell to Dresden.
0: Yeah, I like, know. It shows his inexperience.
1: Like, right. Just, like...
0: I know I did the same thing. You can take thing. the powers
1: but you don't have that kind of knowledge of how to utilize the powers. Yeah,
0: exactly cuz he's like fuego and even I'm like fuego like it's fucking pouring rain but then he's like yeah uh, Dresden says as much a minute later he's like I probably wouldn't have pulled out like a fire spell in the middle of it down cuz again it's not even just like drizzling it's like a fucking downpour <laughs> he's yeah. like But, you know, he's ready and expecting it and has his shield and stuff already. But, yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, now you're just being dumb. (laughs) Like, you probably would have been better off throwing fire at them in the middle of the precinct because they're, like, coming through the doorway of, like, an office. If he'd fucking blasted fuego at the three of them, he definitely would have singed up Dresden if not done, like, serious, serious damage. And he would have... You know, gotten some of that onto Rudolph and Stallings, and then out here in the middle of the rainstorm, if you fucking blasted him away with some wind, like, buddy, you're just not being smart about this. Yeah, doesn't know how to You're just what like happened, really. randomly pulling things out of the toolbox, and you don't know what they're for or when to use them best. So again, which is good because we don't want Harry dead. So I guess if he was being smart about this, Harry might not have survived Murphy's <laughs> office. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, the the fire and, and rain doesn't go too well. Um, Charity takes her shot. Um, unfortunately, physics being what it is, and things that that um, for every action there is an equal and opposite reaction. So she shoves the guy off, the Just to topple herself mm-hmm. off this thing too, and then she's all confused because then she realizes that the other person the there person is d- Dresden, in dressed in. and he's like, "No time, just <laughs> and it's like just run." <laughs> Um, well, rough night did. for charity Sorry? Rough night for charity Rough night for charity. <laughs> charity, like fuck one of you assholes And I've got two of you, like what, wait Um Justin
1: takes the next shot at the nightmare, doing a vaulting kick
0: <laughs> Yeah, he just And again, this <laughs> is where it's always like Nobody ever expects the physical assault From the wizard <laughs> So yeah, basically just lunges at him Um and it's not going very well. Yeah, it does kind of backfire on him. Like, he kind of gets in a couple good punches, but the the nightmare ends up coming out on top and, like, basically, like, bashes his head into, like, a stone pillar or whatever, which yeah. I can just imagine. Owie. Yeah! I mean, again, I've walked into the occasional door, and that's not a lot of fun. I can only imagine having somebody purposefully, like, smash your head into a brick wall. Right. I'm like, oh, wow, nope, not cool. <laughs> no. So, yeah. So now Harry's not doing so good.
1: No, he can't even get up. So
0: he's yeah, he's tired. He's hurting. He's like pretty badly concussed. He's bleeding all over. He's trying to blink the blood and shit out of his eyes, and he like hurts too much and is nauseous and whatever. Um, and then here comes Leah. <laughs> yeah. oh, Opportunistic oh, Leah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> but that is one hundred percent Leah's nature, and you know raison d'être, Harry. Harry, for fuck's sake. Like, head trauma, head trauma, head trauma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, fine, I guess. Is that what we're going with here? Yeah, he's an idiot. It's like, you've you've been dodging her all book and trying to, like, you don't even try to make a better deal for yourself here. You, like, she proposes the first, like, shitty thing, you know? It was like, why don't you you know be like i have to get rid of like just let me save the girl it's like why don't you be like i have to get rid of this fucking nightmare that's terrorizing anybody when that's done Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i'm like sure great maybe you would have kicked his ass tonight and been done too but let's face it with the way things have been going that doesn't seem too likely so you could have bought yourself a lot more time than you did but fine i guess we'll blame it on the concussion So yeah, she's like, doo, 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 and again, so much, but like, ugh, A creepy like, moment that when she like licks the blood off. Of yeah, her. yeah, <sighs> I know. on fairies, man. So yeah, so she's basically like, you know, she's just all creepy and she's like, oh, you're not doing so good. You know, she's like, you might just expire right here in this, you know, place full of dead people. <laughs> it's like, she thinks. Like, that's not. <laughs> she's like, wow, you're already surrounded by all these dad. You might just stay here. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so then he tries to be like, well, you don't have any power over me, like, this is a never-never, like, you're on my turf, and she's like, oh, child, yeah, you keep giving me power, because we made a bargain, and you just keep digging yourself deeper and deeper, and trying to wiggle out of it, and tightening that noose, and, right? um so he's like well you're gonna kill me then she's like i don't want that i never wanted that like what you saw you to be dead <laughs> you know and he's like oh and then again just so casually like one of her hounds you know just kind of moves up next to her and she starts petting it and harry's like oh <laughs> like i don't know if that's better maybe just kill me I
1: just once you tamed
0: <laughs> which good luck right. harry's one of those people that's like I guess the beginning of the episode, you're like, the more you tell him you can't do that, the more he's going to be like, well, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you want to tame me? I'm going to start running around naked and, like, painting my face with berries or something. You know? <laughs> he's like, I'm just going to go as far from tame as he can. Um, Yeah, so, and then she gives him hell. She's like, I'm really allowing yourself to be eaten. Like, we taught you better than that. <laughs> it's like. like um, no. <laughs> I didn't let myself. <laughs> like, fuck you. Oh uh, so, yeah, once again, she's like, I can help you out of this. I can let you save the white knight's lady. And he barely, and this is where, this is where so I am about earlier, where he has that moment. He's like, I've done enough. He's like, I tried to help Charity. It's not my fault if I'm losing. He's like, she doesn't even like me. <laughs> he hates me. Like, why am I going to kill myself, literally? trying to help this chick that doesn't even like me a little like you know he's like fuck this I've already taken a bunch of risks I'm already and then ultimately right that chivalry that moral compass that whatever it is he's like no I gotta do it like yeah yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm not actually out of the count yet she's like fine what do you want she's like more of the same and Harry's like okay cool (laughs) it's like Harry you. but this even I like I don't know I can't 100% remember for sure, maybe it's when he starts pointing it out a little more, but I want to feel like even by this point, like, I'm sitting, because I'm sitting the same thing, I'm like, dude, you're in the middle of, like, every five seconds, it's like, it's pouring rain, it's pouring rain, it's pouring rain, it's pouring rain, I'm like, "Mm, do you think there might be an importance to the pouring rain? And Harry's like, I don't know, I don't get it, I'm just sucking, it's like wet. And then Lee is like, it's all around you. And he's like, what? That still doesn't. And it still takes him such an incredibly long Head time. Head trauma, man. I guess. Boy, he got bashed so well, against a stone pillar. I suppose, but...
1: His brains he's, are all squishy right now. But
0: he's and a huge nightmare. And. I get that, but he's giving us other insight. Yes. And again, this is all this unreliable narrator bullshit yeah. about, like, oh, I felt awful about well, Like, if you could sit there and say how you felt awkward at fall, you noticed the rain, and you can describe, like, the six gravestones you're lying amongst, maybe Remember? your brain is working well enough to figure out that it's fucking raining, Harry. <laughs> Remember, these are all written from Bob helping him recount, so maybe mm-hmm. Bob's just adding in adding some ambiance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, basically, yeah, she gives him, like, nothing. She's but like, only, oh, you, you get this motherfucker. Yeah. And she starts, like, nailing it down, because he keeps wriggling. She's like, you will come with me tonight. I will give you what you need tonight, and as soon as Charity is safe, I'm going to show up, you're going to take my hand, we're going to fuck off out of here, you're going to heal up, and you're going to be mine, and, right? Like, she's, like, trying to close those loopholes and whatever hmm. that, right? And he's like, yeah, 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 okay. And then that's it, right? She gives him a kiss on the forehead, tells him the answer's all around you, and fucks off. He's like, what the hell kind of cryptic <laughs> fucking advice is that? Again! <laughs> like, again. <laughs> Just fucking ask her outright. <sighs> so, well, at least
1: Harry's able to get up now that he's been...
0: So he's at least able to get up now, yeah, yeah. He's like, I still right. feel like shit, I still hurt, but at least he's not completely seeing birdies and sick to his stomach yeah. and whatever. He he has regained control of his limbs.
1: He confronts the nightmare. Hey, you, ugly! Of course. <laughs> like, <laughs> ugly!
0: <laughs> but now we've got the, the Murphy scenario again, where he's doing the creepy thing where he's, like, sticking his hands in and, like, wiggling with her brain, and it's not cool, and... And, um... Um... Yeah, he's kind of like, oh, I have more time to continue this. He's like, oh, you're not dead yet? <laughs> like, me bashing you into the wall wasn't enough. Like, okay, I guess I can come back to this. Right, so thankfully sort of lets Charity go there. So again, presumably he hasn't done as much damage as he's done mm-hmm. to Murphy and stuff like that. Um, and again, just to go back to what we were saying, I'm like, that's pretty much all we see of Murphy. She's basically down for the count. Like I say, having had such a huge presence in the last couple books, Murphy is just, he's, she's not the center of this one. <laughs> So, um, yeah. So, and again, he makes fun of them with the whole, like, fucking, what are you talking, like, like, the archaic speech and stuff like that. like, yada, yada, yada. He's like, Jesus, he's even the fucking fairies. Nobody's fairies like that anymore. Yeah, he's like, even the fucking fairies keep up with the dot, which I agree to a large part, but I'm like, "Mm, the fairies still sometimes have some these and thous and (laughs) (laughs) Leah still talks a little bit proofy and stuff sometimes about... But yeah, it's not quite as bad. <laughs> he starts giving him. I think it's in this one, unless I'm skipping ahead, but he starts giving him um like the grammar lessons. Where it's like it's thine, not thine, <laughs> you know? It's like you're gonna use it, you're not even using it fucking right. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then lo and behold, ta Michael! Michael has come racing behind him. So again, obviously, most of this style probably isn't taking this long by the time he, like, chased them down. So yes, so Michael obviously has realized now that they're not in the sun, whether he, like, you know, I like to think he might have heard kind of Harry shouting at him and came not too far behind, but whatever. He is there now, has figured out... Finally makes it. Yeah, again, so either just figured out on his own or again shook down the poor <laughs> cash, and now you're going to fucking tell me where did they go? <laughs> where did they go this deal? <laughs> um... So, thankfully, yeah, uh, Harry getting his skull bashed and has made enough noise for Michael to come pinpoint where they are. Because <laughs> at least, my, you know, Jensen was, like, yelling out and at least got, like, some response from Charity. They're just all, like, grunting and groaning and bashing. So, thankfully, using his head like a gong apparently is enough for Michael to <laughs> figure out where in the cemetery they've disappeared to. And yeah. just in the nick of time... Intervenes. Yeah,
1: he gives Dresden a crucifix and tells him to get it to Charity, and then begins to battle the nightmare.
0: Yeah. So he takes on. So this is good for a number of reasons. One, Amorakius, we've already determined, is a big, powerful um, defense against this thing. Plus, Michael's fresh. (laughs) You know, Michael is not so beat up. He, you know, was kind of up, but he was, you know, dozing with his kid kind of thing. He hasn't been through what Harry's been through in the last month. Michael hasn't been, you know, half chomped in a nightmare or anything like that right so Harry's like oh thank god so he goes over to try and help Charity and, uh, uh, and it's fucking like, cause the, the demon is like oh it's you and he's like yeah it's me and he's like I knew it would come to this and Harry's like fucking shut up just kill it like, <laughs> he's like so over this guy and it's hilarious because it's like Again, it's just like, hits too close to home or something, Harry's like, I'm the one that yammers without shutting up. And every time my foes are like, I'm here to get you, I'm like, but he's like, he can't stand the fact that this guy just keeps chirping off. And He's like, (laughs) just like, shut the fuck up. Okay. Only I'm allowed to do that. (laughs) Um, So already he gets, yeah, he gets a cut in on him and, and you get that white fire erupting. So it's like, Ooh, that's, we didn't really get to see Yamaraki as much in, in, I mean, I guess we did a little bit with Agatha as well. (laughs) Um. so yeah so then Charity is like my husband he's like yeah he's busy kicking ass and she's like language <laughs> it's like again it's like um, but yeah she gets the gets the crucifix and that and then yeah he's trying to like help her up and practically like face plants
1: <laughs> right there's such a sweet moment for you like between uh, the, the that, when Michael gets there, the first thing he asks uh, is, How's my wife? Yes. And the first thing the that, that Charity asks is, is Where's
0: my husband? Where's my husband? Yeah. That, that, that's it,
1: really sweet dyna- yeah. dynamic between them.
0: Yeah, it is exactly that. What's the most important thing in their life is the other one. Yes. You know, Michael will die for her, she'll die before, you know, and so yeah, it is. You're right. Um, and then yeah, so he tries to like pick her up or whatever, and just about fucking yells over because she's heavier <laughs> than he, and he's just like so fucking done. But, but again, you know, she's like not doing so good, and she's like, he's like, what is it? She's like, mm, she's like, I think the baby. And he's like, oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he's like, ah, oh, of course. I love this, right? He's like, someone up there has a sick sense of humor. It's <laughs> like, i just... And then she's like, I don't have much time. And he's like, no, naturally not. <laughs> and no offense. I mean, I always to laugh, like, because um, that's always the thing in, in TV. They're always like, you know, somebody will like instantly go into labor and be like five minutes apart. Like that baby's coming like now. And it's usually like their first one half the time because that's like, they don't know what to expect and what's going on and but it doesn't usually start off that fast but this is charities like we we don't know for sure other than they've got a few but it's not her first chance. I'm like, usually your labors get shorter and shorter. Like, obviously there's exceptions to the rules, but for the most part. So I was like, really? This could, you know, Charity probably knows. <laughs> like, she's been through oh, this a few times crap. already. She does know what labor, and again, usually subsequently it starts getting shorter and shorter. So I'm like, okay, in this instance, when she's like, there's not, you know, like, I think my water broken is happening now. I'm like, yeah, okay, this could actually be like a real... You know, I'm like, this could be... And then, yeah, He's like, Michael, we've got a problem. <laughs> uh, and then, while he's doing that, the, the nightmare, nightmare takes a moment to jump up behind... With to, a tombstone. To do, like, a... Smash. A smash, like a warp jump from over by michael to like sneak up behind so again i don't know how this freaking works with like demon nightmare ghost things in a physical body because he apparently just can like pop in and out all over the place and do shit so oh i didn't I realize know. it was a i th- i thought i thought th- th- he was just very fast and maybe he just moved maybe it's just where my own brain had it laid out is not quite but yeah because he's like michael threw himself uh, behind one of the beers, as a stone whistled out of the darkness and shattered to powder. And he's like, What? And he's like, Charity, her baby's coming. And he's like, Michael. And then Michael shouts, Harry, look out. He's like, I turned and the nightmare appeared from the darkness behind me, I guess, moving almost more swiftly than I could see. It reached down and simply tore a marble. So maybe it wasn't just a poof thing. Maybe it was just preternatural speed because he's got the strength to rip this thing up too. So. Mm-hmm. Either way, as always, it seems like the bad guys have way cooler, better powers to start with. (laughs) They can always do so much more fancy stuff than here. Right.
1: And in this case, he has a tombstone in his upper hand. Yeah.
0: Ready to smash. 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 (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and Dresden's like, it doesn't fucking matter. Like he, you know, again, instinct, he puts himself between it and, and charity, but he's like it doesn't fucking matter. This is like a huge marble or stone, you know, head. Like he's gonna squish us both. Yeah. Like, like, um, and then of course the nightmare's got a. Hey, look, a plot just opened up. Hey. Put up, bum. Book <laughs> plot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> plot. Twins. Man, I'm good. <laughs> So yeah, now he's got leverage against Michael. Yeah, he wants him to the drop the sword. Drop the sword. Yeah. And Harry, of course, doing the don't do it. He's gonna kill us anyways. And he's like, shut up. And and Michael is just—he's like, I, <laughs> I can't. A guy I can't take that chance. You know, like yeah, it's pretty slim. This guy'll stick to his word. But again, he doesn't really need charity. It's us he's pissed at. I I can't. You know, just take the chance in this case. And drops the sword and Harry's like oh shit and then once again Charity defends herself and Justin she's got the crucifix and that's where we write Harry's faith magic is in his Pentacle and in magic whereas their faith is their religious faith and because you know Michael knew that knew his wife got her the crucifix she is able to use that And basically, you know, throws him off balance with the force and the light and the power and the whatever. So thankfully, he just drops it instead of like to the side instead of like on them. Yeah. That would have sucked. But again, it, yeah. yeah right. Well, that's the thing. I'm like, he's standing there over you, and she's like, oh, like, that could easily have gone the other way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, you know. <laughs> End of story. <laughs> okay. Um But yes, but again, it's like Charity's arm abruptly swept up the crucifix I'd passed held in it the symbol flickered and then kindled with white fire that threw harsh horror movie shadows up over the nightmare's face. Twisted and recoiled from that light, screaming and the tombstone crashed down to the earth rending the damp vulnerable soil and that's when harry's brain starts to kick in oh yeah damp Dur- 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 Dur. water huh <laughs> And realizes that yeah, the cemetery is all but like flooding in spots. You know, they're at the top of like a little hill or something, yeah. and there's and it's pouring rain. And gee, running water.
1: And it just speaks to the strength of the the nightmare as well. How how incredibly strong it is because if, if it's pouring rain, that should wouldn't that have been enough to disrupt.
0: See, and again, this is where it kind of goes back and forth sometimes. I
1: because I they've said before, oh, Harry, Harry's like, a, a rainstorm like this would just screw up screw up my spells.
0: Yeah, and then when he's got the toad demon back in book one, again, because of all these summer storms, they're running through the rain, and he's trying to get to a spot. He's trying to get a few blocks over because he's like, there's, there's Redding Road always like floods or whatever. So he's like, he can't cross that running water. So again, right, it's like which portions of these are like mortal magic versus supernatural. Because mag- again, the fairies can whip around magic all over the place and Harry, or the, um, um, without affecting like technology or anything, but Harry's human magic messes with technology and so right so the fairies have a different type or a different use or whatever it is than than harry right so is it one of those things like and then again here right it's like well yeah you just spent like five minutes ten minutes twenty minutes however long this fight scene is supposed to take place both you know walking well i guess they were already sort of walked down the street because it was when harry came outside it started raining but um you know, exactly, is all this running around in the rain doing it? Or is it just because he needs a larger body than the rain itself? And yet, yeah, there are times where, like you say, Harry is like, well, it's raining, that kind of affects what I can do. So it's like, I don't know, like, is it slowly eroding and just not enough? Or is it, again, once he gets sort of, because he pulls him down basically into like a little... Stream of water, and that seems to so again, maybe just like the falling rain, even though it's like pouring and coming down fairly heavily, isn't the same as unaccumulated. <laughs> I don't know, maybe it is. It's just kind of one of those continuity errors in the Dresden verse, like but sure, we want answers.
1: So Dresden does. Drowned the
0: nightmare, like I love that the the little
1: description that he starts melting like sugar.
0: Yeah, he basically yeah rolls him down the hill into the thing. He's like holding on for dear life. I'm like, yeah. As soon as he hits this thing, he starts screaming and jerking and twisting. So he's like on top of Harry at first, and Harry manages to get around and whatever, not get drowned or whatever. But yeah, because it conveniently like starts at his feet and start working its way up. He's He's still spouting off, you know, it's like, this isn't over, and I'm gonna come back and get you, and he's like, just fucking melt already, <laughs> like, for <laughs> the hundredth time today. He's like, he's like stop fucking talking like that. Like, Michael just killed this guy. Dude, just fucking melt. Like, so he finally, finally, finally does. So now he's even more soaked and soggy, oh. and, um... Michael is tending to charity. Looks like she's nothing. Like she's nothing, because Michael's just buff, and it's his wife, and he's mm-hmm. not beat to shit like Harry. So Harry's left to gather up the other things, his rod and staff and the sword. Mm. And I do like that line where he's like, I don't have the scabbard or anything for it, the sheath. So he's like, I'm hoping I don't, you know, he's like, I put it up on my shoulder. He's like, I'm hoping I don't just, like, trip and cut off my own head. <laughs> <laughs> like, that would be very classic Harry, too, I'm sure. <laughs> and lo and behold,
1: Mia's back. <laughs> yeah, she comes calling for payments. And he's like, oh, shit. Surprise, not Surprise. really Like, she he, did t- tell you exactly what terms were. I was going to she said, I'll
0: be right back mm-hmm. to get you. And he's like, what? No, wait. Um, It's still, okay, 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 I saved the girl, but um, the thing still, it can come back. And she's like, mm, not my problem. <laughs> that wasn't... <sighs> and yeah, then it gets bad yes. So then he feels like the dog's advancing And he's like, well, I don't really know how to use a sword But it's pointy I can probably stab a dog So the dog don't come get me And Michael figures out what he's doing
1: Tries to warn him, but too late
0: Right, because he sees Harry Fumbles, you know, drops the rest of the shit And is getting it, and Michael's like mm, No, you can't and Bad, bad things Harry, no
1: yeah, backfires oh, no. immediately on him.
0: Big time. <sighs> and I like how there's like a little physical repercussion. Like he gets like a jolt and a tingle like up his arms and everything. Like it's it's like spanked him. You know, it's like ah no, <laughs> and uh, yeah realizes what he's done. It's like you can't use like a holy weapon of truth and good to cheat and finagle and worm your way out of a promise. <laughs> yeah. Because of that, Leah is able to pick up the sword. Yeah. So she's like, oh. You broke it, you you idiot. Yeah. She's like, thank you. You fucked up. And she's like, I kind of knew. Like, Leah knew one way or the other. You know, like, whether she had hopes that she might get the sword just because it was there or whatever, but basically she knew there wasn't, right, either she gets Harry because he finally comes, or he's gonna fuck up and, like, you know, break more promises, which is obviously, like, affecting him and not doing well, or maybe he fucks up and gets her the sword, or, or, like, there was... All kinds of you know, things that she could get out of this situation that favored her one way or the other. Right. So, right, like she's basically she's like, I knew you were gonna fucking try and slip something past me again, so boom, I got like the big bonanza. You know, she's like, I still get to get you, because that's still that promise, and I'm still owed to me, but you also fucked up big time, and now I get my hands on this, like, super powerful artifact. And Michael, Michael is so broken. Like, that's it. It's like, she just takes, he's like, oh, so can we, like, talk about this? And she's like, "Mm, fuck you. (laughs) She's like, yeah, talk is cheap, we've done that. And, like, literally just, like, picks it up and turns around in a step and is gone. And, Mike, and he's like it's like he's like I think he was crying, but I couldn't tell in the rain. <laughs> you know? And he's like, he's like, oh my. And one of the few times, like he always says, you know, he always says like Christ preserve or or God's blood or something like that. And here he's actually he's like, oh my god, he's like Harry, what have you done? He's <laughs> like, so good, I fucked up big time. Yeah, the anxiety from that alone would kill me. I wouldn't exist anymore <laughs> in this book. Right? That I know, dead on the spot, like. Yeah. The guilt. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. And, like, that's it. Michael is just, like, literally, like, what? What just happened? Well, yeah. here, if Michael's only been in this book, only in this book, right? We've only known him for, like, 20 or so chapters at this point, right? And it's already been well established that, like, this sword is a big fucking deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah a really big deal yeah, this is his life like I mean at the expense of Murphy it's really been hammered in that this sword is a big fucking deal yeah so yeah exactly so oh well better luck next lifetime
1: this concludes our episode 8.10 a fool's gambit thank you for listening you can find us online at freeflowrambling.com and mcanally's.ca there we have links to our other podcasts social media and other fun tidbits Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing, and please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive, and to see more content. We are Free Flow rambling, Conjure by it at your own risk.